Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. You know, he's, he gets he doesn't get enough credit for how, how straight line fast he is. Um, I don't think his 40 time, I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, doesn't do it justice. He's, he's fast. You know, he can run. And just as fast as he can go that way, he can go this way. And it's a lot of guys that can straight line track, you know, speed. But Hunter, the thing that makes him different, not only that side-to-side speed, is that he sees the coverages and he he knows what route he's running, obviously. And he sees the coverage. He knows how to set up. He knows exactly what I want him to do. And he literally does it every single time. And there's a lot of guys that Gruden talks about all the time. Don't just be a guy that runs the right route and says, Coach, I ran the right route. Well, you're covered. Who cares? You know, be a guy that... You know, runs the right route, but shred the guy. You know, set, set him up, understand the coverage, set that up, show him what he wants to see, and then come across. You know, that kind of stuff. And Hunter does those things like every time. And there's things that, you know, you know, EB, you know, Edgar Bennett, the receiver coach, will come to me and be like, "Hey, hey, now, hey, now." You know, I'm like, EB, just tell the other guys, but let him do this, please. You know, let him, let him do that because I see it that way. And so, uh, we saw him have a. Like you said, a big day today for him, and that was exciting. But the thing that I love about him the most is that he sees it just just the way that I do. I think that's why there's so much trust there when you throw it to him. That's uh, Derek Carr talking about uh, third-year wide receiver Hunter Renfro, who had a fabulous day today and working primarily uh, against Jalen Ramsey. Uh, the Rams, you know, just sensational cornerback, and Ramsey was lined up quite a bit in the slot today which he can do. That's what makes him such a great cornerback. The guy, you just line him up anywhere you want on the field, and he's generally going to just wipe out whoever he's defending. Well, uh, today he was defending Hunter Renfro quite a bit of the time, and Hunter Renfro got the best of Jalen Ramsey. Um, he shredded him, as as John Gruden likes to talk about. Um, and, and Lincoln, by the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Lincoln, uh, Derek, brings up a pretty good point and that is you know Edgar Bennett the wide receivers coach uh, I'm sure you know coaches had their game plan and, and how they want it to be done and be precise and and do all that and, and 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 there are times though in a sport like football really you know any sport where sometimes the players say coach I hear what you're saying and I understand it and from 99.9 percent of the guys on this field that's the instructions that they need to live and swear by and adhere to. But there's certain guys that just have a way about them, an instinct about them, that it, you can go off script and it'll still get you to where you want to be. And I know where he's going to be. He knows where I'm going to throw it. And so just let us do what we got to do when it gets to that point. Um, have you been in that position before, Lincoln, uh, as an offensive lineman where maybe the coach is drilling something home to you and you're not trying to be divisive or argumentative, but you're like, Coach, I understand what you say, you're saying, but I can I can, I can, get to the means and where we want to be doing it slightly differently, and, and it'll be fine because I'll still get the job done. Well, that, that's, that's the thing. The, the last point is the point that matters. You're getting the job done. The light went on for me when I was in college, and I was talking to my offensive line coach, uh, going over film, and he, you know, I was going into this long-winded explanation of why I did what I did with my footwork and my technique, and he stood up and turned on the light, and he says, "Look, I don't give a damn. Just block the sob." Right. And and that's what it comes down to. So the great thing that you're referring to with the chemistry with between Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro, 
This has been a, a process that's in, been in the making for some time. The fact that Derek knows what he he can rely on Hunter to get open. It's a it's a certain knack that not every receiver, not every ball catcher has, but the ones that do can play an awful long time because they just find ways to be relevant when they're they might, they might be overlooked. There's going to be a lot of concentration, and it was last year. There's going to be a lot of concentration on Darren Waller. We know what he's capable of. He's a big playmaker. There's going to be a lot of defenses going to focus on him. But now they got to focus on someone else because Hunter Renfro is that guy that comes open and gets you that critical first down on third down. You know what I mean? And, and they have that chemistry there. And that's why it's so important to develop the other receivers. And that's also why, you know, the case, the point that we made last year when we were talking about receivers learning curve, you know, some, it, it takes a while. It's, it's hard to come off the college football field, come into the NFL, world of NFL, and gel. And, and, and take off. It's not simple. It's not that easy. And when you're going up against one of the better corners in the league, and Jalen Ramsey, since it's changed, you know, playing that nickel corner spot, they kind of moved him there last year so he can, you know, he'd be more around the box and, and, and with his playmaking skills. But, you know, that's, that, that's an adjustment. It's not easy to do as well. So I'm glad to see Hunter and Derek continue that, that chemistry they have. You know, when, when Jalen Ramsey, when the rec- – <laughs> Rams trainer for Jalen Ramsey it was mid-season uh, in 2019, yeah. and I remember he shows up, and of course I've heard of Jalen Ramsey. Of course I've watched him play the whole nine yards, but I never really stood next to Jalen Ramsey. So when he shows up his first day out in Thousand Oaks, where we were today, he comes out onto the practice field. I'm like, holy cow, this guy's a cornerback. You know, he's a big dude for a cornerback. Like, he's solidly put together. So, yeah, I think they are trying to get him more and more in the slot because – he can. He's 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 got he's got more than just cornerback skills in, yeah. in his tool in his toolbox, and it'll be interesting to see how many more different ways they can they can utilize uh, Jalen Ramsey because he he's definitely big for a cornerback, but is fast and just he's he's great. He's a tremendous football player. Along the lines of of Hunter Renfro and you know his ability to to see things that 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 Derek sees kind of innately. Uh, and lock and step with Derek. It's still a work in progress uh, with Henry Ruggs. It's still a work in progress um, for Henry Ruggs in terms of you know uh, uh, refining his game and, and becoming you know more of that instinctual player and consistent player. There were a couple of moments today, uh, 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 Lincoln, where he dropped passes, and you could clearly hear John Gruden. Um, you know, ripping him a new one, basically on the sidelines. Right. Uh, and you know, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm sure if you're Henry Ruggs, that's the last thing you want to hear. It's the last thing you want to do. But the thing I like about Henry Ruggs and he showed this last year against the New York jets, he doesn't quit. He doesn't, he stays with it. Even if the day isn't going great, he stays with it so that when the number gets called again, he's not a lost cause by then. He's ready to contribute. We saw that against the Jets where it was a struggle for him and he ends up catching the touchdown pass to win the game. Well, today uh, there were a couple of rough moments for Henry Ruggs, but he finished strong uh, in two particular plays. One was a 50-yard uh, bomb that he caught from Derek Carr. The other was um, where he catches it and makes a decisive cut, and boom, he's off to the, uh, he's off to the races. So he stuck with it uh, today again, and I and and I think that the more you see that, the more he's working with Derek Carr, the better off it's going to be. And here's Derek Carr talking about how satis- satisfying it was for Henry to finish the practice strong. Do we have that sound? 
I am not hearing anything on my end. But basically, essentially, what what Derek Carr was saying was, uh, you know, you're going to get it from John Gruden when you make mistakes, and uh, and you're not playing up to a level. Uh, but um, and and Henry did have a couple of errors earlier in the practice, uh, but he bounced back and. And um, and it was a great thing to see him stick with it and finish the season, finish the the practice off strong. We're going to go um, out to the uh, Raider Nation listener line. Anthony Anthony wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Anthony? Hey, what's up, guys? Doing good, Anthony. How are you? Oh man, <laughs> you have no idea how good I'm doing. Uh, okay. Real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off about uh, real quick. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's Twitter. That's that's off the chain. If you haven't seen that yet, that's pretty comical. Uh, but the fact that Waller, uh, Ranfro, Leatherwood seemed, I guess, to, to hold up uh, pretty well against uh, Aaron Donald towards the end there. And you got um, uh, position. John Blank. Yeah, my goodness, John Blank. Anyway, so here's what I call This is total bragging rights, right? So me and my neighbor, my neighbor is a. I have a Rams fan who's a neighbor, and I have a Rams fan who's a Chiefs fan. They always hang their flags outside. We all three hang our flags outside every day. I sit outside, drink my six-pack, you know, and we sit out here. You know, he's been jawing at each other for the last couple days, me and his Rams fan, about this whole practice, and now he's just going to smash on us, and, you know, it's just going to be embarrassing. And I'm like, you know, all right, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And uh, so I come home today. I'm sitting outside, the Chiefs. These neighbors there, they got their flag hanging out. You know, I put my flag out when I go home, and I'm sitting here, and I, I noticed the Rams fan took everything out of his windows and took his flag down, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, <laughs> all right. Like, I would at least hang out for pride because I just got off work, so I don't, like, keep, you know, up to date. I'm just going through Twitter, you know, and I'm seeing how everybody got, you know, everybody had a good day, and, you know, Derek Carr's doing this, and Ruggs is doing this, and, Waz doing this, and Leather was doing this, and Incognito's out there balling and getting it, you know, and uh, I'm sitting here, and I'm just reading through it. I'm like, oh, oh, like, he ain't even outside. He ain't outside. His flag ain't hanging outside. I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm just smiling, and I'm like, hey, man, like, you want to come outside your house? Because <laughs> he ain't out here yet. So I just thought you guys might find that comical. But uh, I did have one question uh, from practice today. Um, yeah, for sure. Did anybody did anything happen with uh, with John Brown? John Brown or Willie Sneed? I haven't really heard anything about John Brown or Willie Sneed. Uh, I guess uh, uh, Edwards, uh, Brian Edwards, he he had a decent day, right? Yeah, he had a decent day. There, everyone gets work in. There's no no question about it. And um, you know, uh, I think right now John Brown and Willie Sneed are depth players, uh, which isn't a bad thing. You know, those are those are two pretty good options to have behind Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, and Hunter Renfro as your starters. Uh, and then you've got a guy like, um, you know, uh, Willie Sneed and John Brown, both of whom have been on playoff teams in the past, both of them whom have been productive in the past. Uh, when their number gets called, you're going to be able to rely on two guys like that. And then you throw in Zay Jones, who's been having a really good camp, uh, had a strong day again today. Uh, so if, when you when you're looking at that wide receiver room, Lincoln, um, not a bad room when you think about it from top to bottom, especially if Henry Ruggs and 
uh, and Brian Edwards can take that big step forward today. This well, let's face it. I mean, that's exactly what you want. You want them to take that next step and prove the reason that you drafted them. Uh, but just like that defensive line room, that that wide receiver room is is pretty is pretty packed, you know, with a lot of notable names. I was glad to see Zay Jones have a productive game like he had in Seattle uh, against Seattle. And then you're you're still trying to figure out what's going on with Marcel Aitman and 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 Keelan Doss to, to to allow that depth because injuries are going to happen. So yeah, that's a it's a, it's a pretty packed room in that receiver room. It is, and then you throw in obviously Darren Waller, and yeah. you throw in Foster Moreau who. Boy, I'll tell you what, Foster Moreau had some entertaining things to say uh, on the sidelines. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to do him any injustice by quoting him. Uh, that wouldn't be necessary. But uh, he was having fun out there. Let's just okay. put it that way. Uh, the Raiders themselves were having fun. I mean, it's they're, they're by no means are they cocky. I'm not trying to say that uh, Lincoln at all. But the way they're talking, okay. Um, sometimes Lincoln, and you know this, uh, a lot of times your words. Are, are giving you are giving people an indication of how you're truly feeling about yourself. You right. know what I'm saying? Like like you're not going to put it out there if you don't truly believe it. And and some of what I've I heard on the sidelines today, some of the way uh, you know so the, the, the Raiders were talking and, and yelling and 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 all of that. Again, I'm just saying I'm just reporting what I see. I just feel like there's there's an energy and a confidence about this team. I know we have to see it on the uh, on the on the field, but. As somebody with the Rams told me today, watching the Raiders' defense, you ain't going to do it on Sunday if you don't believe it. And those guys, you can tell, are believing it. We'll see what happens in terms of wins and losses. But if you don't have that, and I felt like last year there was a lack of that, if you don't have that, there's there, you're lost. But if you do have it, and you have some talent, and it looks like this Raider defense has some talent, that's a whole different story, Lincoln. Well, I'm, I'm just glad they were able to practice together because COVID, you know, really affected a whole lot of continuity and consistency as well as attitude and everything uh, last year. And it wasn't just for the Raiders, but, you know, this one team that we're focusing on. We see we saw, you know, more experienced teams, uh, I should say uh, teams that were seem to be together a lot longer go further and and that, you know, that's like Jordan uh, in the last hour, she talked about, you know, Tom Brady really didn't come into his own till what, late in, in the season last year before they went on that championship run. So, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. They were the wild card team yeah. last year. They had to go yeah. on the road. That tells you that they weren't even the best team in their division right. throughout the course of, of last season. And um, they got it together at the right time. I thought their defense was really the, the, the story. And, and Tom Brady did just Certainly. enough. Yep. Right. Agree. So, agree. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, we're getting. Oh, oh uh, by the way, uh, just uh, circling back to what Derek Carr had to say about Henry Ruggs and, and the way Henry finished the practice today. That felt good. You know, that it, that felt good, especially I got hit in the chest. I didn't get tackled, but it felt good. Actually, finally, someone hit my pads, you know, because uh, Coach Gruden does not let anyone get close. But it felt it felt good as to get hit, you know, a little bit and throw it felt like football again. But no, to see. I know Henry had a couple of drops before that, and uh, you know, obviously some words were said on the sideline with Gru, you know, as Gruden gets, uh, and uh, to see him respond, you know, I think we saw in the two-minute drill, you know, he caught the ball and had a burst, you know, of 35, 40-yard gain, and we saw that big play. We know he can do it, you know, and again, he's so young, he's so raw, uh, but to see him bounce back, he's he's a competitor. I've told you guys, he's not just a track guy; he's a competitor. He loves football. He's tough. Uh, so to see him do that, I was really happy for him. 
That was Derek Carr talking about uh, Henry Ruggs, who had uh, a couple of hiccups uh, early in the practice um, today against the Rams out in Thousand Oaks. But uh, he stuck with it. And and Lincoln, you know, uh, there, there's guys, there's certain guys that, you know, if it's not going right early on, they check out. Forget it. You're not going to – they're lost. <laughs> Today's a lost day for that guy. Um, and you don't even look their way, but but it, and, and and it's important to be able to just stick with it. Sometimes it's not always going to be great, but stick with it. And when it circles back to you, be ready. It's important for your quarterback to have enough confidence in you to come back to you. It's important when you remember telling Henry was telling the story last year. Uh, you know how Derek Carr came up to him in the Kansas City game when they were in Kansas City. And and he said, "Do you trust me and, and, and believe in me?" And then you know, Derek's like, "Absolutely." And so those balls, that big game that he had against Kansas City was, uh, uh, you know, pr- the, the, that that process has showed you. Um, and they tried consciously, as we know, last year to get him a ball many times in many situations. But it's good that if you have those couple hiccups in the first part of the practice or the early part of a game situation, uh, that you come back to him and you have faith in him. You give him another try. And just like you said with the Jets game, that that's exactly how he finished. Yeah, and um, you know you just you just need to see it on a more uh, consistent basis. But um, the Raiders are giving you know Henry, Henry Ruggs uh, every opportunity um, to, uh, to to again take that st- necessary first step. And and trust me, we've only seen um, you know they're only they've only, they're just scratching the surface right now uh, on what they're really cooking up behind the scenes that you're going to start seeing on September 13th and moving forward. On ways that they're going to want to, uh, you know, get the ball in Henry Ruggs' hands. But when you start Lincoln, when you start talking about this offense, um, and you, you start thinking about it seriously, Josh Jacobs, who had a good day today, by the way, uh, Kenyon Drake, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, um, who uh, looks completely healthy now and uh, effective. There's a lot to like about this offense, and a lot of options to go to uh, with this offense and a quarterback in Derek Carr, who's, you know, I, he's kind of a point guard in the NBA where he's okay with just spreading it around, getting the ball to the open man, getting the ball to the, the, to the intended man uh, and letting them go do their thing. Yeah. And you're exactly right. That just like a point guard, that's what the quarterback's responsible doing. And that's what Derek Carr, I think, uh, enjoys doing. And I think that's why he enjoys being uh, in this offense. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Wednesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is what you make it. You know, if you want to go out there and talk crap and get in each other's face, you're definitely, there's people that are going to do the same thing back. Um, But you know, if you want to get in good work and kind of zone them out, there's there's room for that too. And you know, it was weird. We started off right there uh, with red zone seven on seven early, jumping right into the mix. Um, but you know, that's how it is. That is how it is, and that was Hunter Renfro talking about. Um, you know, uh, he's not the trash talker. Uh, he likes to just you know basically let his play do his talking. And he does that really, really well. Um, you're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Uh, Lincoln, yeah. you know, 
Derek talked about the the forty time, the quote unquote forty time, which probably wasn't all that good uh, for Hunter Renfro. That's why he lasted in the draft uh, to where he lasted. Um, there's a guy on the Rams by the name of Cooper Cup who didn't run a great forty uh, at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. And I'm going to tell you this right now: when he, I think he ran like a four six, four seven mm-hmm. um, at in Indianapolis, there were Rams uh, decision makers who were popping champagne when he blew that number because they knew that he was going to be there for them in the third round. And I'll tell you why they were so happy. Uh, the, the Rams at the senior ball at Cooper cup, senior ball, uh, they, they didn't put him this GPS tracker on him, but the senior ball that year started GPS tracking players. Every team in the league does this for their own players, the Raiders included. Uh, but back then, 2016, it was a little bit of a novelty. Um, it wasn't, you know, uh, an instrument that all teams, you know, utilize at that time. But the senior ball was trying to try it out. All right. So in the senior ball, based on the GPS tracking, Cooper Cup was the fastest player on the field. All right. Uh, doing things in football activities. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. moving around the way football players move around. And that's what the the Rams, on top of many, many other things that they loved about him, they understood this dude's an athlete. This dude can move around a football player field the way a football player needs to move around. Well, you know, so a couple months later, at the scouting combine, when he does the 4-7, they're like, yes, because they knew that teams would base so much on that rather than the other information that he would be there in the third round. And he was, and he's been one of the best slot wide receivers in the NFL almost since the day he stepped foot in the NFL. The same is the case uh, for, for Hunter Renfro. He's not, I don't think he's, he's Cooper cup, but he's a pretty darn good slot wide receiver in the NFL and an effective slot wide receiver uh, in the NFL. And, And Lincoln, I'm saying this to ask you this. If you talk to, you know, scouting people and, and coaches, uh, speed. Yes. You need speed. You have, to be fast there's you have to be an athlete to play at this level they're, 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 to think any other way would be obviously naive and just dumb flat out dumb but there's a football speed and other kind of speed and b if 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 you're a four three guy or a four four guy and you start the play let's say you're on defense and you start the play by planting your foot in the wrong direction because you're misreading what's going on on the other side uh, of the of the line of scrimmage all of a sudden your four four speed is negated it doesn't matter anymore because you took the wrong step. Now you got to recover and go do what you got to do. And by that point, you're four four speed. Who cares how fast you are at that point? Whereas there's guys that you know maybe they didn't they don't run as fast, but they're making the right read off the line of scrimmage and 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 getting to where they want they need to get to. Uh, and and every time they take the step in the right direction. They've overcome maybe some of their lack of speed because they're they're headed in the right direction. Where do you fall uh, on, on all that? I don't know what you tested uh, in the combine. Um, I don't know if you were an off the charts kind of a guy or um, you know a middle of the pack kind of a guy. But where do you fall on on some of the um, emphasis that we put on things that have been proven time and time again not to tell the real story about a guy? Well, here's here's why I say there's there's a lot of stuff to cover when, when which you just opened up. But I will say this. There, when it comes down to it, and we talked about it earlier in the show, can the guy play? Can he play? Can he can right. he do it? He do it effectively? One, you know, I remember a coach when I was in Atlanta um, because it was the run and shoot. It wasn't my strength. I didn't I didn't I didn't play a lot in Atlanta when I first came to the league. I was a high draft choice, and mo- a lot of people wrote me off as a flop. 
you know, because I wasn't gelling or I wasn't on the field as much. So I know that getting that second chance for the Raiders really turned my career around. But can he play? That's what it comes down to. I remember Ken Hirock, who was the general manager who drafted me for the Falcons, who had a relationship with the Raiders. Is how one of the reasons I became a Raider. You know, saw me many years later. It was like I told him that you can play. You proved that you can play. You're in the Pro Bowls. You're all all all, uh, all pro and all that other stuff. So can he play? That's what it comes down to. Regardless of the tangibles, I remember watching Cooper Cup in Eastern Washington. When he played against the yeah. Huskies, and I remember watching and covering the game, and I was like, this, this is a damn good receiver. Right. He's in Eastern Washington, might be swallowed up, might not get noticed, but this is a damn good receiver. Knows how to get open. Hunter Renfro has morphed into that. He has morphed into that receiver that knows how to get open. The thing about and, – and, and look, it's a quality that not every receiver has, but those who do can make the most of it. How, look at Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs of the Buffalo Bills knows how to get open. Yes, Knows how to get open from the first step. He takes everything right and knows how to get open. Knows how to run the routes. Knows how to make himself available. That's one that comes to mind. You know, he talked about Cooper Cup. He talked about Hunter Renfro. He talked about guys that get it. More times than not, when you have a guy who's a speedy, speedy guy, speed guy, the wooded corners play. They play, they play bump. They, they, they push up on him because they want to disrupt him. You don't have a five seconds to sit back there as a quarterback. You got to get rid of the ball in three seconds or less. That, or three seconds. That's on average the the entire the the, the pass play before the pressure is going to get to him. So you got to get open now. Those speedy receivers, if they don't get instant separation, sometimes their routes are negated, and that's why coaches like to use motion to get them, you know, so the guy can't bump or get a free release, so they could try to open that speed. But there's a lot of times where you got to. It, it's hard to get open if you're not a good route runner, and that's the thing that's separating that I've seen develop for Hunter Renfro. I was really critical when they when they first got him. Because there was a guy I said he, he was put in the slot and they were trying to do a lot of perimeter runs and the, the slot receiver has to be able to hold up and block. And he wasn't very big, wasn't very strong, was being thrown around by linebackers and stuff like that or linebackers were pressing him. Since then, his development, especially over the last year or so, has gotten so much better. He finds those open crevices and Derek knows how to give him the football. And that's great for chemistry. Yeah, I agree. And uh, oh, by the way, when you mentioned Cooper Cup against Washington, it wasn't just Washington. Go look oh, no, at no. his stats. <laughs> no, no, I no, don't. no, no, just, no. What I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this. Uh, because you brought up Washington as a Pac-12 school. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't get any Pac-12 offers right. uh, sitting there uh, in the middle of Washington where he went to high school. And um, go look at what he did just against the Pac-12. Forget right. about what he did in his conference and every, every other team he played. But he saved his best Lincoln. I'm, t I'm telling you, if, Devon, if DeMond has a minute or two, uh, you know, at some point, just look at his breakdowns against <laughs> the team's – Oregon, Oregon State, Washington. He shredded them. Oh, yeah. Those were his best games. And you know how it is as a competitor. Oh, you didn't offer me a scholarship? And Cooper's right. the nicest guy in the world. But he had a little something-something when it came to the Pac-12 that kind of shunned him. And uh, I'm talking about over 100 yards almost every time he stepped on the field against against the Pac-12 team yeah. uh, and, and gave it right back to them. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's just, you know – uh, Stefan Diggs last he was a fifth round pick I want to say right. you know he was he wasn't a first round pick he's not the fastest guy around but you're right he's a magician Lincoln a magician when it comes to getting open and that's the name of the game what do we hear Derek Carr talk about uh earlier when he was saying but coach I ran the right route yeah but you didn't get open what the heck's the point if you're not getting open, you have to figure – and it's not just being a robot out there. Watch Stefan Diggs and watch the body leans and the footwork 
uh, and what he sells you on and what he thinks that you want to see or are seeing, but you're really not seeing, uh, and then figures out a way to, to go get open. It's just, it's, it's kind of, I love watching guys like that. Justin Jefferson from the Vikings is kind of the same. Go go watch that tape of him. And he wasn't the the top wide receiver coming out of the draft, uh, last year. Uh, but he's probably the best wide receiver in that draft. Just like Stefan Diggs is probably the best draft, you know, wide receiver out of his draft. So it's, it's just such a fine line. And, and, Lincoln, how do you, I, you know, it, we, we, we figure it out post-draft so many times and a year or two later. Like, how can Stefan Diggs, Lincoln, last to where he lasted? How can Cooper Cup last to where he drafted Hunter Renfro? It, he, I'm not saying Hunter Renfro was a first-round pick, but he probably, at this point, should have been in the second, right? He should have at least been a second-round pick. That's how uh, productive of a wide receiver he is. Why do teams continually make these same mistakes on guys like Stefan Diggs and, and even Justin Jefferson lasting to where he lasted. He probably should have been a top five pick last year. Vinny, the, the, the draft is a crapshoot. You never know yeah. what you're going to get. No matter how much you study or know how much you – whether you're an analytics person who looks at the numbers or you the eye test, you watch a kid play football, a guy play football, it's a crapshoot. You never know how because there's so many different intangibles on this level that, can't, that aren't duplicated on the level before. It's not duplicating the college. You know, that's why, you know, so often, that's why I say preseason is so important because guys need full-speed reps against not their own teammates to, to sort of develop better habits. Or you take the crapshoot, you go into the game, and if you have a bad game. I mean, but it's a crapshoot. It, it, it's a, it's a crapshoot in, in saying whether or not a guy is going to be a player. The guys that we were talking about, Hunter Renfro, Stefan Diggs, you know, these guys where they went and around, you also draft for a need. I understand why the Raiders went after Henry Ruggs the way they did, because they wanted a speedy receiver that could stretch the field, that could open up the underneath for Hunter Renfro's and the Darren Wallers. I also know why they went after O'Brien Edwards. Here's a big receiver who can be physical out there. You see what I'm saying? So I know what they drafted, why they drafted, but it's still anyone's guess if these guys are going to pay out. You know? Yeah, no doubt about it, but. Um... You know, so I guess my question is, um, what what gets frustrating sometimes is it almost sounds like, and this isn't directed at Henry Ruggs, who I think is is, is on target, you know, to, to really bust out this year. Um, I'm, I'm more talking about the guys that, you know, get get overlooked and, and last as long as they do, like the Stephon Diggs and, and whatnot. So it's almost like, you know, uh, decision makers are, they are, it, they play it too safe sometimes. Like if you're gonna make it, if you if you're gonna be wrong, be wrong about a guy that has like um, you know a four four you know four three forty or whatever, or just you know tests off the charts. If you're gonna be wrong, at least have a sound argument to make for why you you know like hey the guy did this, the guy did that, the guy was you know this kind of an athlete. You know it didn't it didn't happen for him on the football field, but. I can live with it because I went with what, you know, some of the analytics said or some of the common uh, traits are that you're looking for. Whereas maybe, you, you know, you don't want to stick your neck out uh, um, when a guy, you know, if, it, if Cooper Cup doesn't work out and he's a first-round pick, the first thing your fans are going to ask you and you're probably your owner is going to ask you, why would you waste a first-round pick on a guy that ran a 4-7, you know, 40? Um, right. never, you know you know what I'm saying? Like, so oh, yeah. it, it's almost like, it's almost like general ma- general managing in defense mode. You know, you're already kind of thinking about the justification or the argument that you're going to have to make for why you drafted this guy when 
you should really just be drafting, like you said, are you a football player? Are you making plays? And yes, there's still a crapshoot to it, but I don't know. There's just certain guys where you're like, how the heck did that guy fall through the cracks? And we see it time and time again, Lincoln. Well, I mean, look, you you, you took part and saw firsthand in, in a couple of drafts most recently, and we saw how the, the, the banter or the fodder that could drop from somewhere that might drop a guy's status. You know, you, you, it's impossible, and I've said this many times, it's impossible for you to scout every single player who's going to be available for the draft playing college football. It's impossible. So yes. you go after you, 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 you go after your coach or your general manager comes down and says, okay, Vinny, you're scouting the Southeast. I need a wide receiver. And I'm going to look for to get a wide receiver that might drop to us in the third or fourth round. So we can get a good quality guy with and, and good, good value guy. You know, Hunter Renfro drops to the fifth. They're excited to have him. But prior to that, it was a, that was the 19 draft, right? Hunter Renfro's 19 draft. You know, yes. prior to that, I mean, they drafted Marcel Aitman in the seventh round out of the year before. They haven't had a lot of history of drafting receivers. And before that, I mean, you go all the way back to 2015 where Amari Cooper. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. Mari Cooper didn't want to play for the Raiders, in my opinion. So, you know, they, it's, it's right. almost like – but that's why Gruden turned over the roster. He wanted to go with guys that he could depend on. And obviously, you know, the scouting department, they saw something out of Hunter. And when he was available in the fifth round and knowing that program, knowing the pedigree that they like, uh, that they constantly go to, which is Clemson, uh, uh, Ohio State, and Alabama, he fits right into what they want. Yeah, uh, definitely, and uh, I think that he's you know starting to uh, what he did uh, you know again, and I see Jalen Ramsey on on Twitter kind of um, I guess he got a little upset that that you know people were pointing out that uh, he got beat a little bit uh, today, but you know I know Jalen and he's 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 a right. highly competitive yeah. guy, um, and and it probably doesn't sit well with him that a fifth round pick uh, out of Clemson. Um, you know, kind of, kind of turn him around a couple of times, but it happens. And I know Jalen's going to, uh, you know, respond and, and bounce back tomorrow, but that's what, I don't care who it is. Jalen Ramsey, you can, you can name any cornerback in the NFL. Hunter Renfro is going to find a way to get open because that's what he does. Like he's not Stefan Diggs. I'm not saying that, but in his own little world over there in the slot, um, he knows how to get open, and that's why he's made so many big plays, especially on third downs, as a trusted go-to uh, receiver. You know, for, for for Derek Carr, he just knows how to get open, and there are certain guys uh, that do. And here's the thing: that's where you, if you're a Raider fan, that's where you, if if you're John Gruden or Derek Carr, that's where you need Hunter Renfo. I mean, um, uh, uh, Henry Ruggs to start getting. I don't think he'll ever be the route runner that Hunter Renfro is. But if he can if he can be half the guy in that regard that Hunter Renfro is, then it could be lights out. Well, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be that type of route runner either. But, I mean, the fact is with his speed, if he learns how to get off the line and get open quicker, that speed can really light up and really open up a lot of things for not only him but all the other receivers as well. No question about it. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonster and Lincoln Kennedy. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Uh, you're at Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. We're coming down the home stretch. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow, right back at it in Thousand Oaks, Rams against Raiders. I'll have all the thoughts uh, tomorrow when we're back on at 4 to 6 p.m. But uh, when we get back, we'll dive into a little bit more of what I was able to see today uh, here in Thousand Oaks, Raiders against the Rams, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM in the huddle. 
We're back in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Raider great Lincoln Kennedy. This is Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is what you make it. You know, if you want to go out there and talk crap and get in each other's face, you're definitely a, there's people that are going to do the same thing back. Um, but, you know, if you want to get in good work and kind of zone them out, there's there's room for that too. And, you know, it was weird. We started off right there uh, with Red Zone 7-on-7 seven seven early, jumping right into the mix. Um, but, you know, that's how it is. That is how it is. And that was uh, Hunter Renfro talking about some of the trash talking that was happening uh, today uh, when the Rams and Raiders played or practiced together uh, over in Thousand Oaks. Uh, Lincoln, were you a trash talker? No, no, not not a trash talker at all. Matter of fact, I, I actually took offense to trash talkers and I, I really want to knock the crap out of them. Who in particular raised <laughs> the most? Uh, the most trash talking was probably Neil Smith from Kansas City and played with the Chargers, the biggest trash talker. But there was quite a few of them out there. Um, not so much a defensive end, more so a defensive tackle. I mean, Warren Sapp talked trash, and John Randall, defensive tackles, talked trash. But, yeah, it was there was a few of them. Um, just when when you say that, because Hunter said, I don't talk. I just I just don't. I just I, um, He doesn't get involved uh, in, 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 in any of that. Uh, and not that there's a good way or a bad way or a right way or a wrong way, um, but what you was it just were you just not wired uh, that way and and you know was was that the reason or did what, did you feel like you just needed to be more disciplined and if you did no you no 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 it, look yeah a lot of times when you talk or you focus like that it does get you out of your game. You know, you're all of a sudden you're you're trying to prove a point or trying to prove how macho you are. I just I, I never I never was a trash talker. I didn't I didn't feel I needed to try trash talk. I thought my actions to speak loudly. You know, I had I, I had the mindset where my quarterback was my wife and nobody was going to touch my wife. So that's how I played. I didn't need to, to convey that, but that's how I played. That was that that's how that was in my mindset, you know, to to go out there and do the best I could, be, my job I could, and be accountable. So, but Hunter Renfro looks like what a middle-aged uh, father, a soccer dad, right? Why would he talk talk trash? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, and uh, I think that's part of his. Uh... Uh, his effectiveness is that you – I don't know if guys are – I mean, if you watch the tape, there's no way that you can just take him for granted out there as a defensive player. Uh, in fact, you kind of know that you're going to be in for a, a tough day against this dude that looks like he should be doing your taxes yeah. um, is going to be running circles a- around you, and it is going to be a rough day. And, and you know, uh, Derek Carr brought this up in, in training camp, um, and it was, it was about Trayvon Morig making a great play uh, in a in a practice rep, and and what Derek told us was, you know, uh, when I saw that it was Morag back there, a rookie, that what we called and what we checked into is a play that almost one hundred percent times is going to work against a rookie because there's some you know some nuances to the play mm-hmm. that are just going to get a young player who's not all that experienced thinking one way when it's actually another thing. Well. Here comes Trayvon Morg, who, by the way, had two picks today. He had a nice day uh, himself today. Got off to a really hot start early on in red zone drill and makes a, a nice interception against Matthew Stafford. But in this practice rep, um, he 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 was astute enough and savvy enough to know what was going on and came over there and makes a nice play uh, on a ball that was intended for Hunter Renfro. And 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 Derek Carr said, "Great play by the rookie." He goes, "But if I'm Trayvon Morg." 
I'm not sleeping so well tonight because tomorrow Hunter Renfro is going to make sure that that doesn't happen. Like he's he's a competitor and he's just so good that he's going to do something to to win that battle uh, or rewin that that battle. And there's just certain guys that are that are like that. Hunter Renfro is not going to talk about it, but he's definitely going to um, uh, be about it in in his own little way. But getting back to Trevon Morig, um, Lincoln. A good day for the rookie who just continues to show that he belongs. He's the, uh, you know, starting free safety, and it looks like he's not going to lose that job. And another observation, um, Jonathan Abrams has been looking pretty good too, and he made a play today where uh, he was exactly where he needed to, to be on a pass play. Puts his hat where it needed to be to knock the ball loose, um, and and it was it was out of that box safety position, Lincoln, where he's playing closer to the line of scrimmage defending in a zone and a smaller condensed field rather than having to run long distances like he did at free safety. I thought that Jonathan Abram, and I think that Jonathan Abram is starting to settle down in this new role uh, in the, in the box. Well, that's great news. That's ex- outstanding news. I can't wait to see it happen in real yeah. life and in, in, in a real game situation. Because they need them, for yep. sure. No uh, I want to say thanks to all the great callers. Uh, I want to say thanks to Jordan Rodrigue from uh, The Athletic. She does a great job, great insight. Appreciate her spending some time uh, with us in the huddle. Lincoln, I will see you tomorrow uh, or, or talk to you tomorrow. Thank mm-hmm. you for everything that you do. Damon Cotton, thanks for everything that you do. Uh, thanks to Embajador to Tequila, uh, the, our great sponsor. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. We'll be back at it tomorrow for this 6 p.m. on Raider Nation Radio, 9.20 a.m. Check you guys later.